Welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I'm joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. Hello in TV land. Hey. And again, I went with you first because I'm not changing up the lineup. It's just the way I'm doing it. Damn it. You know what's weird is we stole this shtick from another one unintentionally. There's some other podcast oh, that does really? this where they always argue about the introductions. Oh. Well, and I just whatever. realized we're doing that. So I haven't heard this one, so. Yeah. Well, they it's can fine. suck it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and my, our other host, as usual, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man? What's going on? Feeling like number three right now, which makes me excited. Hey, but... I get to be number two, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one think... day I'll feel more important. I know. I did it number five. That's one, two, and three ones. <laughs> <laughs> Old George Carlin joke. I've been watching the George Carlin show all week. Oh, uh, yeah. Somehow nice. on their illegal Plex server, we managed to find the George Carlin sitcom from 1994. Stop talking about that on the podcast, Joe. Oh, yes. Yeah, our <laughs> completely legitimate Plex server. We're nothing. <laughs> Everything's paid for. Everything's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. But it's like it. the worst quality. If you actually watched it on there, like the quality is like, like the George Carlin one? Yeah. No, I haven't watched that on there. Like literally it comes back from like commercial break and like you'll get about, I don't know, two to three minutes of silence. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's saying something very funny. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's hilarious. It's George Carlin. <laughs> so what do we have to drink tonight? Say, who's know. George Carlin? No, I said oh, it's oh. George Carlin. Oh, it's oh. George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously <laughs> hilarious. I thought we were gonna we were words. gonna have to have a long after show about just about Fuck George that. Carlin. We're doing that instead of the show. Yeah, all right. Uh, so this evening, Joe and I are both drinking Kona Brewing Company's Longboard Island Lager. It, uh, which is good. It is. Did that five times fast? Was that Kona Brewing Company Longboard Island Lager? I'm not gonna say it again. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, I did a little research into Kona Brewery, and you know, for the show because I feel like I need to research something for the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, did you know that Kona Brewery does not, in fact, sponsor an X-Wing podcast? And oh, this would be really a golden <laughs> opportunity for them. <laughs> a golden opportunity for them, too. Uh, there's also Boga Publix this week, so there's their, there's yeah, their like, yeah. their really shout-out. Really, you should sponsor us as Publix. For <laughs> yeah, all the BOGO beer we're buying. <laughs> it's like, no matter what we're drinking, <laughs> yeah, we bought at BOGO at Publix. It was likely. the BOGO beer. <laughs> it was most likely the BOGO beer. We're just going to stop naming them. Like, that'd be fun. We could do that, like, as a poll. It's like... We're drinking something BOGO from Publix this week. Who knows what it is? Yeah. <laughs> some, like, audience interaction here. Yes, the Florida people will know, because or, or the so- the Southern people, at least, who have Publixes. Those who do not have Publixes. They go at least as far as North Carolina. Yeah, but it's fairly limited. I saw, I saw a funny meme on the internet the other day where it was, like, a map of, of where all the Publixes are. And then it was, like... It's like look at how much of the country just doesn't just doesn't know. Yeah. Like whatever. So. They've never had a pub sub. Like never had a pub sub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos, uh, you have a special one today, don't you? I do actually, and it's funny. You know, we we're talking about it before the show, and I got some from Jacksonville. Um, obviously, I've mentioned this before that I like IPAs, so I'm gonna let you take a crack at it, uh, Steve. What do you think I'm drinking? I'm gonna get oh, at least a brewery. Out. As I say, which intuition? I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> it's an intuition I ten maybe. Uh, yes, that's what I got. So that's yeah. the first time I've had it. The John and... boat's also good. Yeah, but intuition is like Jacksonville's version of Sweetwater. They make really good beers as long as you like IPAs. In which case, that's like seventy to eighty percent. Yeah, of they beers. make like even and even their stuff that isn't an IPA is like super hoppy. Yeah, but it's all. I mean, it's they're they're, they're a very good brewery. But I, I'm not a personal personally. I'm not an IPA fan, so I just don't. I don't have a. 
a lot of stuff I can drink there. It's like but. Intuition does have like a sampler, like 12 pack, and somehow has like 13 IPAs in there. Like, how the fuck yeah. did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you... Where'd you find that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like into it. Yeah. And then same thing with Sweetwater. Sweetwater is like Sweetwater's you, the same way. It's just like everything is some form of an IPA. <laughs> and like their yep. favorite beer I make is actually not an IPA. Like their Hefferweiss and their River Keeper is, like, uh-huh. is awesome, yeah. but it's seasonal. Speaking of Georgia breweries, uh, what uh, you, you know what my you know, you know my favorite beer from Georgia, right? Uh, is it the emergency beer? Yeah, yeah, it's of course. Emergency of course. beer is good, but what was the what was the Star Wars one when we got? Oh, that was yeah. from Monday Night Brewery. Oh. It's uh, was, Han Brolo. Was that what it was? It was yeah, Han Brolo. Han Brolo. Yes, yeah. is a. We actually let's try to get that. Well, from we met. Z&Z. We, we met one of the guys that works there at that Monday Night Brewing Company like at DragonCon, <gasps> last oh. year. And he he brought like I ran, I was drinking Han Brolo and I ran out and he went to the. He said, like, "Oh, I got more in my car." And he went and gra- grabbed more for me. <laughs> nice. So at some point in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Momo Cons coming up here, where they're doing that a system open. Yes. Are we doing that first? Or are we doing that later? Uh, we'll do that later. We'll do that later? Yeah. Okay. Because I just had like a happy thought, and I can't wait to share it. Okay. Well, I mean, if you have a happy thought, I guess. Well, no, no, no. It'll be about that trip. Okay, okay. It's about the trip, so we'll save it. Yeah. All right, we'll save it. The, like, there'll be much bitching from me about everything under the sun for like the rest <laughs> of this thing, but like later on, I'll have like one happy moment, and that's, you know, it's going to be an interesting allegory for my life. You, know, it's <laughs> you haven't noticed Misery by now. punctuated by like these brief moments of just ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, anyways. Um, so I guess we're going to, I do want to mention, uh, before we get fully into it tonight, um, I did want to talk a little bit about the CAC since it just happened this past Saturday. Um, we had a great event in Jacksonville. Um, we had, uh, we had Scott Johnson down from, uh, Hexiled Gaming to do the stream. Oh, so we figured out how to pronounce it. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like I said before, like I, 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 I was a huge reboot fan. So like hexadecimal. So like when I read it, because I never heard it said out loud, I just read it. So like the first way, the first way to pronounce it that popped in my head was hexaled, but is hexiled gaming? In fact, um, is a hexi LED an actual thing? Is that a type of LED? Uh, no, no. Okay, no. no, that's not how you pronounce it then. Yeah. So <laughs> we know one fewer way. Yeah. So um, so anyways, uh, yeah. So Scott came down. Joe uh, helped co-host for I a while. I did. I did. We yeah, actually did the first what three three. Uh, Three games? First three games, yep. and uh, I had never met Scott before. Uh, Scott was super cool. He was super nice, and uh, I felt a little bad kind of springing myself on him because in the first game, we talked about why Thunderdome sucks. We talked a little bit about WrestleMania <laughs> and how Money in the Bank was that day, and he was like, I didn't really expect uh, this is what we were going to talk about. Then I had some fan theories about how Vader and Anakin are not the same person. Yeah. Um, I don't remember <laughs> if we talked about that in the show or not, but... I got Steven. Did you at least warn him ahead of time? I mean, a little, (laughs) but there's there's nothing that can really quite prepare you for the Joe Joe experience if you've never met him before. So you kind of just got to figure it out for yourself. And it was funny too because as as much as everybody knows, I love the phrase term. Oh, I did also teach him the origin of Rebel Beef. Did I tell you guys the origin of Rebel Beef yet? No. Do you know the term Rebel Beef actually goes back to the 1992 Sugar Bowl? Between Ole Miss and the Texas Longhorns, it's the Rebels versus the Beef. That's where Rebel Beef comes from. Uh, I didn't know that, but I learned it, and now I'm telling everybody. Yeah, there you go. Including Scott, who, like I said, did that first game. By the end, he's like, "That was a, you know, was a little different." I was like, "Do you you usually work with the co-hosts?" He's like, "No." I was like, "This is why. This is why." (laughs) Co-hosts suck. I love you guys. Um, It's a color. He's a color commentator. Oh, I do have some colorful language. Let me tell you. 
So, so we got to see some good matchups on the stream. Yeah, there was some actually. Actually, it was funny because I was actually engaged and interested in the games going on. Yeah, by the end of the day, by the end of the day, because I I helped him. I kind of went in and out and did a little bit of the helping streaming with him while while uh, while I was in between to and duties. And uh, every game we had on the stream was like super tight. Like yeah, yeah, there was very very tight uh, close games. So. so big shout out to Hexile, like I said, to start off this thing. He's a his stuff's up on Twitch. It's up on YouTube. He said yep. too. Yep. yep. Um, so if you guys want to watch any of that stuff and like laugh at my inability, it was so hard because I haven't called a game since the CAC last year. Yeah. And that was you know 1.0. So yeah. Like, it was kind of hard calling 2.0 games because I actually don't know what a lot of things are. <laughs> um, is is there a Y wing that Nora pilots? Yes. Okay, that, yes. so that is a thing. That is a thing. I was confused as all balls by yeah. the Ark, Ark Nora. I was like, "Well, Joe, we've tried to explain this to you before, but every time you yeah. heard Nora's name, you just like flipped out and stopped listening." Yeah, because, that's true. Because, yeah. But you <laughs> have to understand, old new Nora is nothing like old Nora. Like the ability is not even remotely the same. Wait, what's Nora's last name? Wexley. Is she related to Snap? Yes, she's her. Yes. She's Snap's mom. Mama. Oh, Mama so she Wexley. Had a fat baby. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Mama gotcha. Yeah. She's I also one of the main characters of the Aftermath book trilogy. Her okay. and Snap as a as a teenager. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Um, I actually, I have no 2.0 concept of how phantoms work. <laughs> he kept talking about the evade token and the importance of it. Did not have any idea what was. A, you didn't like, realize that's how they had how they recloaked. I learned that earlier today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like watching that whole game, he's like, yeah, they want to keep those evade tokens. I'm like, for what? <laughs> 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 Every time they would shoot and not recloak, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. It is, it is kind of funny watching phantoms like have an evade token sit there and then just taking damage to the face because they just. Want it was to be able really to confusing for me. Yeah. I was like, I actually don't. I don't remember what other things I learned watching those games. I'm like, this has been quite informative. Yeah. I've definitely seen people like, I think I can still survive. <laughs> I'm just going to take this in the face. <laughs> uh, um, so that was fun. Actually, it was fun calling games again. Like I said, I felt bad about some some, si- you know, some silence moments. We're like, I don't know what to say about this. Because like, normally this is why I try to predict what they're going to do. But I actually have no idea. <laughs> So anyhow, Scott was great. And uh, we really appreciate him coming down to do that. So um, also just, you know, I think we had we had 25 people signed up. We didn't have quite that many make it just because there was a few people that signed up months ago and then ended up not, be, not being able to come down. Um, but regardless, you know, we had a good turnout. Um, everybody had a great time. Uh, Curtis Beatovich was uh, was our winner. He's one of our one of our newer players in the Jacksonville area. So um, it was uh, it was good to see him get a win. Um, so he's he's a he's a bit of an up and comer player. Actually, he's been pretty good. Um, the, the, one of his games on the stream too right? yeah yeah well the the, the final um because he played in the, the last we put the last match on the stream he, he played against clint he, also he right? played in against round, I think. uh yeah in the, in the first pod set of pods yeah yep. so he got a, he ended up on the stream a couple times but uh congrats to curtis um and uh just thanks again to everybody that came out oh we did have the 501st and rebel legion guys we showed did. up that was cool that was awesome which was super cool so uh, big thanks to those guys uh, for for coming out and uh, you know supporting the event. So um, so yeah, it was a great day, and I uh, appreciate everybody for coming out. And we're gonna you know I'll keep signing up to do it in, oh, yeah, in future sure. years. So that's a great you event. Can, yeah, you can kind of plan. You can probably just keep planning on coming. If, I, uh, uh, I got my challenge coin. Come on out. Yeah, if nobody's seen these challenge coins they do for these, challenge those coins are, are like awesome. The coolest things. Oh, they're yeah. so cool. Yeah, like, I have my one from last year too. Like. 
Yeah. They're one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever won from a tournament at all. We actually completely sold out of the challenge coins this year. Did um, you? Good. Yeah, they were going Good quick. Deal. Like, every, like, uh, like I've had a bunch of people, like, we had some left over. And then, like, I let everybody get their their first opportunity to buy one. And there's still a few left. And then everybody came back and just bought the rest of them. Just They are super cool. They're, like... They have a really cool image on them that's like resined over, so it's three dimensional and stuff. They're, yeah. This year it was uh, the emperor and his two royal guards on one side and, and the, the shuttle room. on the other. Yeah, and then like yeah, so it was the yeah, you remember emperor. the year and stuff on there too. Yep, yep. And on the yeah, on the back side it was um, the shuttle sitting on the sh on the the landing pad of en on the Endor moon. Yep. Or you could see like the Death Star in the background, like in the horizon or whatever. Um, but it was a very cool design. So Ooh, one other thing, actually, I'm gonna find out this. Like on the show, I haven't even gotten to ask it. How'd we do in the? Uh, there was a competition between the streamers to see who could get, you know, the most oh, people yeah, watching yeah. to donate to. Uh, well, I think we ended up with fifty fifty dollars donated to the Hex uh, through the Hexiled stream uh, link. Um, unfortunately, there was one of the streams that like had like a couple hundred bucks donated, but I think we were like, we hey, made, there's I think nothing we, wrong with that. Oh yeah, That's no, awesome. not at all. I mean, I think we were, For real. I think we were second though. Were we really? I think, let me, let me double check. Oh man, that is, that awesome. I feel pretty good about that. Hey, one other thing that was fun about doing the stream with Scott, I guess Scott had come in towards the end of 1.0. So I got to tell like legit old man stories, Carlos. I was like telling him <laughs> about like, the only thing I knew about phantoms is that they were MDR test pilots and that the assault on MDR alpha was a thing back in the day. He's like, you got like ships early? I was like, yeah, yeah, we had them like a month early. I didn't mention that we flipped them on eBay and then used them to fund the entire rest of the next wave, but you know. I don't remember the numbers aren't up here anymore. But last I looked, we were I think we were in second place on the Hey, I'll take it. Maybe third, but we were we were we were okay. So all right. Well good for It's pretty awesome seeing all the pictures and stuff like that too. And not just the Jacksonville, but just worldwide. I saw that um no, I just I saw that the uh, the Australia uh, CAC uh, raised up to three thousand dollars, if, if I remember. Oh, dude, one, is, uh, one of the stores I can't remember which one it is. Well, I heard one of those stores raised like over six grand. Wow! I was like, holy, that is incredible, crap. and that's yeah. awesome. Thank you, X Wing community, for being that cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really do appreciate that. There was thirty locations for the CAC this year, mm -hmm. right? And there was three international ones. I think yeah. it was what two, two Australia, Australia, one, one Germany. Germany. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff goes to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So if anybody out there still wants to do something, I believe Twin Sons Charities yeah. website is still up if you want to do yep. anything with them. You can always donate directly to them. Um, any, I, I, I think the store is down at the moment probably because he's trying to do – he's trying to collect all the money and figure out the final math. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, he has a donation button up there all the time. Cool. So, um, so yeah, just – Check out twinsonscharities.org and uh, you can make your donations and, you know, keep up to date on the, what's happening for next year when the CAC rolls back around. And we'll see when uh, it ends up being because I, I know this year they moved it. They, it was it's normally an April tournament and they moved it to May because of celebration this year and they were doing a big event at celebration. So um, we'll see what happens with the dates next year. Um, it may move back to April or or may, may stay in May depending on when it, celebration happens. It would be happens. cool to go back to April again only because of here in florida it was megacon that weekend too yeah i heard yeah. the uh, the guys from the five of first that came they came and cosplayed at our event instead of going down to megacon down in orlando which is a pretty pretty good sized and well-attended nerd convention down there it's it's a large convention yeah yeah so shout out again to those five of first guys for coming in and helping us out when you know, yeah 
They could I mean, we had a number of players. Crazy. We had a number of people who didn't come because of MechaCon. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, it's then, a pretty big conflicting event. Yeah, it's a big con conflicting event. And then the other the other attendance issue we had was um, people not being able to get out multiple weekends in a row because of the system open this weekend. Who you know most of the state is heading up to uh, Atlanta for the system open. So. Yeah, we had that same thing with Destiny where we yeah. tried to have a tournament on Sunday, which nobody went to because I was like, can't get two yeah. hall passes in a row. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So, anyways, uh, we'll see what happens with the dates next year and uh, where everything ends up. But uh, just again, I just can't say thanks enough to everybody, um, uh, all the locals and uh, people who've supported this over the last couple of years now at, at our local site. And uh, and then uh, Chad and Chico and the whole Twin Suns uh, board, um, just for everything they do to even to set up the tournament in the first place, to get all the prizes that are collected and organize everything and ship everything and. And I know they had a lot of issues this year trying to get some certain things. They had some challenges getting uh, getting certain things ready in time. The uh, some some vendors were late in delivering things like the challenge coins and stuff like that, which which kind of made shipping difficult for them. So uh, just appreciate everything those guys do um, for this event because I think honestly, I, in a lot of ways, I think it's kind of the hallmark event of the X Wing community. It's it's kind of the one thing, you know, there's all these great events for X-Wing, be it FFG events or other third-party events like the Crate Cup and Minox and, and the other people who do uh, tournaments. But the, I think the CAC is the one that really shows off the best side of the X-Wing community. Um, and, uh, and, and I think in a lot of ways just helps, I think, keep it together. Because there's a lot of people that don't play that often except for coming out to the CAC events. They're not really tournament goers, but they come out for CAC. So um I, I just think it's a, a great event that way but anyways uh we'll be moving on now yeah because we've done about a happy things and good times and then now we have this preview article from stuff in the prequel trilogies so now we just <laughs> you know we must release our anger let the hate flow i don't i don't have any hate yeah you know, uh, that's the weird thing too. we were talking about that earlier this week actually you know what's really weird as much as i hate the prequel trilogy because they suck i love a lot of the characters in it oh there's a lot of good stuff it's the, in the weirdest thing. Yeah. it's like the weirdest dichotomy i'm like yeah, well, I could tell there's another that we probably <laughs> could talk about that's very similar. Yeah, so there's a lot of good things in the there's a lot of good stuff in the prequels, uh, characters, ships. There's all kinds of cool stuff. It's just you know there were some other issues, but anyways, we're we're not gonna rehash all that again. <laughs> Little does Steve know. Yes, we will. Well, I'm sure it'll come up as we go along, but we're, we're just not gonna, gonna do it direct... naturally. It's not gonna get yeah. its own segment. We're just gonna interlace it with the just, just, Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like good drugs. It's laced. Interject as you feel as you feel necessary. So, especially like these titles here, like better than pod racing. Better oh, than pod man. racing. Oh. oh God, is that a title? Uh, it's like, uh, and, and the article. Oh, yeah. for the article. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I thought that was some ship's subtitle. I was like, no, oh jeez, no. beasties. God, I hope not. Uh, all Take right, my scorn. So, uh, so <laughs> we had an article come out this week, which is uh, expanding on uh, the information we've already got about the Naboo Royal N1 Starfighter. Um, so there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff in here. Uh, one of the first cars they showed off is Rick Ali, who is a Initiative Five. And just to reiterate, with this ship, it has a white focus, a white target lock, a white barrel roll, a white boost. A, uh, it's got two front arc attack dice, it's got two evade dice, it's got three hull, it's got two shields, and, uh, and it has a built-in ability, the full throttle ability from the defenders, basically. So after you fully execute a speed three to five maneuver, you may perform an evade action, which is a great built-in ability, which we already know. Um, and I think 
part of the only, I think the only reason you're not seeing a lot a lot more defenders out in the field right now is they're just too expensive. But um, so depending on how these guys are costed with that ability built, I mean, into this them, chassis looks like one that'll be a lot cheaper. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's missing it's missing two shields and and an attack in uh, an evade die and an attack die compared to the defender. So it should be considerably cheaper in that regard. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see where it comes out. Um, I think it'll be. I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit. It's definitely going to be more expensive than like the uh, the V nineteen. But oh yeah, much um, more. It it'll probably. I don't know if it's going to be as much. Well, it depends. I mean, I guess the Jedi, you're you're generally you're building in the cost of one of those configurations. So, um, but you know, we'll we'll see where this falls. So, Rick Ali is uh, while you defend or perform a primary attack, if the speed of your revealed maneuver is higher than the enemy ship's, roll one additional die. Uh, yeah, great ability. I mean, it it just works perfectly with full throttle. Um, I, I just. This, this is a really good ability. It's super useful. I think he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a fun ship to to be able to fill into a squad. Um, so I don't know what are your what's your impressions, Joe? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna tell old man stories here ever so briefly. I'll try <laughs> to speak quickly and I'll make it like seem like it won't be as long of a story. Uh, back in Star Wars CCG, like the Naboo set came out like pretty much towards the end of the game, so like power creep had really set in in that game. I don't know if I can explain adequately how much better of a pilot Rick Ole is than every other pilot in that game. Not really. The Baron broke the game because he added one battle destiny. Rick Ole is like, hold my beer, I add two. <laughs> it's like, that's how broken Rick Ole is in that game. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy to see him be broke again. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be stupid. I mean, he's he's optimized as all get out. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be like he's he's one pilot skill short of probably being just straight broken. Yeah, I mean, the five definitely keeps him from being crazy. Um, but, but three attack and three defend dice more or less all the time, mixed with and the free on top of that, it's yeah. gonna be busted. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's gonna be great, and I can't wait to play with him. Actually, yeah, I think he actually will be cool. He's gonna be good, but I think in a fun way. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't... other than flying the wrong way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> still the big. That's yeah. not how that ship works. Yeah. That's not how any of this works. So what do you think about old Rick Ollie here, Carlos? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great ability. Did you did you mention it's it's both on offense and defense? Is that yeah. what it says? Yeah, well, you defend or perform a primary attack. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, getting that mixed in with the evade action um, in the initiative, you can just throw them into range one engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that initiative, you know, maybe you can get a, a nice volley there uh, for, for initiative kills. Um, so it's, I mean, getting four dice to range one is, is the key to being able to get those kill shots. So yep. I think this is going to be great. Uh, there's no real, yeah. yeah. Well, so that would, and that's always the argument, you know, whether or not do you want, if you're a range two, do you take the focus? Do you take the target lock or do you boost to range one? Um, is there any, um, uh, passive mods or any kind of coordinating or anything like that that exists in Republic? Uh, the battle meditation, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's only for generics, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, well, you could also do, um, what's his name there, Palpatine. Are you he looking for a okay. purple coordinate action yeah. on him? Okay. So, yeah, technically you could throw Palpatine on, like, uh, on, you could throw him on an arc and and use the purple coordinate action with his own focus token, or force token that he gives you. Yeah, so, so. I could just see this ship just... Um, with a ton of action economy, it could be really dangerous. Because, I mean, yeah. you're going to use the speed to get in there, range one, if you can just set up a well, focus. Well, and, this is, and also a super, this is also a super obvious place for Juke. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> like this ship in general, but Rick Ali specifically, because he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go I'm fast. Like I'm going to get a free evade action. I'm going to get an extra attack die and I'm going to juke you. So it's it's kind of like uh, it just stacks on top of I each think other. one of the other ships in this preview is going to be a little bit better of a juke, but I'd put juke on all of them. Oh, yeah, I think juke yeah. is good on the ship, period. Is, um, be good. But it, I think it's really good on Rick and, uh, and others, too. But anyways, next up we have... Uh, Anakin Skywalker, which we've already talked about before, but we'll go over him again. Uh, he is an initiative four, and before you reveal your maneuver, you may spend one force to barrel roll. This is not an action, and he has one recurring force charge on the ship. So basically, he can, before he moves, he can do a force, he can spend a force, do a barrel roll, he can maneuver, then he can do a barrel roll action. Uh, because the first one is not considered to be an action, so um, he can double barrel roll in a turn. Uh, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. I think it's going to create some, I mean, it's going to create some interesting maneuvers. That's for sure. Uh, just watch I remember watching this on the test, the, the test game, uh, that they were, did, they did on the stream with him in there. And there was like one maneuver where he basically like barrel rolled, did a soft three and then barrel rolled again. And he didn't quite get it right, but he almost like just kind of did like the perfect kind of arc dodge to like get on the side of somebody then and, and they didn't have the the arc so it's definitely the style of maneuver you could you could pull off with him um but anyways just having the force charge in general is good it's just uh you know that's just a recurring recurring mini focus even if you don't use the free pre-barrel roll thing um all right passive sensors so oh, this is a weird one yeah yeah so uh well it's yeah it's weird so Passive sensors is a sensor slot um, upgrade, and it has one recurring charge on it. Uh, it has an action, spend one charge. You can only perform this action in your perform action step, um, which I guess means you can't do like advanced sensors or anything sort of, well, not that you'd be able to put that on, unless the card had, ship had two yeah, sensor you can't, slots. You but, can't coordinate to do this action either. Uh, you can't, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, no, it's actually, yeah, you're yeah, right. Because you have to, yeah, you have to do be in there. So you can't coordinate somebody to do this action, and you can't, uh, you can't be. Oh, you also cannot be coordinated while the charge is inactive. So, um, so yeah. So you spend your charge. You can only perform this action in your action step. While your charge is inactive, uh, you cannot be coordinated before you engage. If your charge is inactive, you may perform a calculate or block action. So basically, you get to wait until the engagement phase to take a. Uh, 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 calculate or lock. Um, I, th I I feel like the best place this really has is on is on low low initiative ordnance carriers. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important part of this is, I mean, because it's a sensor one and it's in this preview. Do we assume that the Naboo fighter has a sensor yeah. slot? Yeah, generally yes. that's the assumption. Yeah, didn't somebody get screwed out of that? Uh, isn't there a mod fang in the fighter. Fang fighter? yeah the fang fighter yeah yeah <laughs> oh scum yeah well you yeah, I mean, slay me the other thing uh what is the other one the uh what's its uh didn't the silencer originally have a mod slot and they took that away yes yeah so does it have a mod in nobody there? likes advanced I don't know if it has one the pack. well the pack hasn't come out yet oh yeah okay. yeah yeah so we'll see what happens if they have if there's a mod if there's a mod card in that pack Swear to God. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Uh, imagine it'll, be a events. it'll be a mod for the silencer only. You'd be like, that's not. Yep, that's not how this works. That's yeah. not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, it's definitely limited as to how you can as to how you can use it as far as 
using free action economy to use it. You basically don't have a lot of free action economy that can help you use this. Um, but it's definitely going to be good for the low initiative ordinance carrier type ships that need to be able to get their lock um, who just weren't able to get it because of their, their low initiative value during the activation phase. You know what this might be kind of interesting on? Actually, you know what this might be kind of interesting on? Let's think outside the box here. Yeah. Isn't there still a sensor slot on the uh, the G1A? The Miss Thunder? Uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, you sir. You put is. that on there with a... Uh, because don't you get an extra calculate token with four long? Yes. Yeah, whenever you take a calculate. So it's like if you took like the calculate action, you got the extra token with it, you know? If you knew yeah. you were going to the fight and were doing that, that might be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I mean, the, the thing is, it's really you're just kind of delaying an action. So... The, I guess the idea here is why would you want to delay an action? You know, like if you target lock, tar, target lock makes sense in the sense of for, for ordinance carrying, because it's like, okay, I, I moved, I couldn't take a lock action. Something else moved into my, into range. And now I could have shot at it if I was able, if I had been able to lock it, but now I can lock it because it's in the engagement phase. Yeah, what about, well, what about, um, something like Vader, um, being able to take the lock and then use the force to barrel or something like that. Um, well, it's still an action, so you still have to spend an action at some point to do it. I mean, you always I, know, I no, you, you know well, the, you, the fight's you do that happening next for your turn. perform action step. Yeah. So you do all the Vader stuff. Oh, you're talking about using this as a way to set off Vader's stuff in the engagement phase. Yeah, actually, that's yeah, that that could be pretty funny. <laughs> right and it, I, yeah. I think it's a it's a very niche case because obviously you know if you have an initiative bid and he's the last ship to move already like what's yeah. the point but maybe you can run a vader list at 200 points and just say screw the initiative bid mm. uh run it with this and then uh if you face off against any i6 then you have sort of a a way out of um yeah not uh being able to move last yeah because if they give you initiative you would engage before before them so you could uh you could go ahead and like do a barrel roll or something before they even shoot <laughs> before yep. they shoot yeah and uh, i mean like i said it's just very very specific uh to a yeah. certain situation um because you also have to you know think about the price too because it's like well i could put fcs or collision detector or something you know on on vader that's pretty decent already mm-hmm or I could put this and it's more expensive. It's like, well, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really depends yeah. on how much it costs, but you know, as everything does, but I can see some end game scenarios where you can use this to, I mean, where you can use your actions to arc dodge, use one of them to do this and get the thing later. I don't know. It feels like there are some end game scenarios where you're just not needing the focus. Cause you're not going to get shot because you arc dodged and you just want that. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. I think Vader will find some use for it. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see it in, in some. I could see it. It's like on Vader. I feel like it's kind of cute. I think where it really is gonna shine is on, uh, you know, those ordnance carriers. But it, it's kind of like Dead Eye. I mean, it's really just kind of like the old, the old Dead Eye. Um, but we'll. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But <laughs> I think we already gave more airtime than it's probably ever gonna be worth. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, all right, so then the next ship we have on here is uh, Denis Elberger. Um, Elberger! Yeah, it might be Denis Elberger. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, initiative three, uh, why you defend or perform... Bravo five it is. Yeah, why you defend or perform an attack if the speed of your revealed maneuver is the same as the enemy ship, that ship's dice cannot be modified. 
So can this we, is. <laughs> we go to the next card at the same time. Let's do like a double feature here. A double feature. Yeah, because I feel like this doesn't do anything until you get like the next card here. What are you talking about? This one? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. There's a R2 droid here. I'm actually gonna read one out loud. I don't usually do this. Go I'm ahead. gonna step in you and read. use the melodious sound of my voice. Um, R2A6 is. Uh, Republic only astromech that after you reveal your dial, you may set your dial to a maneuver of the same bearing of a speed one higher or lower. That last guy we looked at is four pilot skills, so like I'm not sure how often he's going to be able to use this to dance. I'm sorry, three, three pilot skills. Yeah. So, like, it's the only way you're ever going to be able to play this thing. You know what I mean? This thing has five speed maneuvers that you're often going to want to use. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to want to fly fast for the full throttle. Yeah. I don't think you're going to match anybody's without that other thing. So, this feels cute. I don't think I think this one's too hard to pull. It's not like 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 Rick's ability is like just go faster than everybody else when you have the five straight on your dial. It's that's that's I mean, fairly easy. His um, is fairly easy, but also your opponent's dice can't be modified. Yeah, mm -hmm. is pretty pretty damn good. Well, yeah, I mean it's 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 uh midnight. I mean it's the same ability. It's just you have to match their speed as opposed to have a lock on them. But, yeah, but it's the same functionally. It's the same ability. Um. It's just tough. It's tough at, at the initiative, uh, yeah. because there's going to be so many ships that move after this that you just you can't you can't really plan for you know a, a certain speed. Um, so, yeah. one thing about this I don't like about this fighter in general, and man, I am a crotchety old man, and I need to get help for this. But these guys are really going to have to do a lot of keeping dials on the board and present and visible like yeah. all of their stuff require you to care about the speed of your maneuver you have to be really, long yeah, after like, you usually give a shit here it is <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like it needs to stay on the board and visible because yeah. this will be relevant later and your opponent's whereas have, i mean your opponent kind of has to too because it's that's what i'm saying because yeah. like relative to their other things it's like yeah. ah more bookkeeping yeah it, it is a bit of a book bookkeeping uh nightmare but no i think he's pretty good i actually think he's kind of cool yeah um, all right, so uh, again, R R286, uh, you know, like Joe said, it's, you know, kind of reveal your dial. You get to change the speed, one up or one down. This is like, um, wasn't this like, was it, uh, isn't there like the Tide Vance that has basically, well, it used to be Juno, it was Juno Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. from Force yeah, of Nature. Yeah. Um, she was also badass in Star Wars CCG and yeah. not so much anymore. Now, the interesting thing I was thinking about when I first read this is how you can pair this with Stacey 10's ability. <laughs> So you put this, obviously you don't put this on Stacey 10 because her ability affects other friendly ships, but you put this on whatever ship you want to be like the super God maneuvering ship. And then with between this and Stacey 10's ability, you can get to almost anything on your dial. <laughs> I actually think this is actually ridiculously good and I hope it's pointed reasonably uh -huh. because don't you want to like not, this guy keeps you from getting blocked a lot of the times. Yeah, because it's when you, after you reveal your dial, so especially on like a high pilot skill like Ricoli or Anakin. Yeah, you know Anakin probably already has things he wants to play in there, but not getting blocked sometimes is the key to not getting dead. Um, especially like, you know, Ricoli wants to just land at that range one, you know, get an extra die for that. Yeah. Executes a maneuver with full throttle so that he still gets his his evade. Yeah, is I this, think a, this, guy's is this a, really good. Is this a candidate for a based on initiative? Uh, after you reveal it, being able to change something, because you have more knowledge. As, yeah, as oh, for sure. I mean, I think go. the higher the initiative, the better. Like this, like I think, like Joe said, I think this would be really good on on Rick. Um, 
Just, and it's good on anything. It's good on anything, initiative really. Initiative five, but, initiative six. Yeah. My, my vote is I bet they throw him out there at the fixed point cost, and then when they realize that's kind of broke, they'll rebalance him. Yeah. And do a very low point cost. That's actually I mean, how like, I think they'll do it. What about, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, Stacey 10, that combination, but then you're adding on top of this, like putting it on Anakin. Yeah, because it's, it's an astro mech. Yeah. Um, so they can do that too. Um, initiative six, the best pilot in the game. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, just, it makes me nervous a little bit if they don't cost this correctly. Cause, I mean, well, what's, um, okay, uh, enlighten uh, the old guy that doesn't know anything about X-Wing. Um, what's the astro mech you're currently playing on him? R2. R2. Just the regen. regen. R2-D2? No, just an R2 astromech. No, just an oh. R2 astromech. What does that do? It just regen. For the, for the viewers at home that don't know. It has two regen charges. Okay. So you spend a... Uh, it's like after you do a maneuver, you spend a charge, and you get to regenerate one shield, and you take a weapons disable token. Oh, we saw that in one of the games this weekend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, that's, that's, a, a, that's a pretty big opportunity cost. Yeah, well, what's interesting is, like, like I said, this is like the old... Juno Eclipse um, ability. Is there a TIE Advance that has this ability still? Do they just like change the name? I can't remember. I feel like this. Uh, I feel like yeah, there was a, I totally know. I feel like um, there was a name change and this ability is still on one of the TIE Advance. It's possible. So, but non, non Vader TIE Advance ain't exactly like. Yeah, well, Merrick Steel kind of gets but outside Ed of that. Ved Foslo has this ability. Yeah, While they right. execute him in a you make him in the same. Ved Foslo. Ved Foslo. Yeah. Fabio. Fabio. Uh, the interesting thing, uh, the, the thing Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Oh, um, Fozzie Whitaker? I always like Juno Eclipse and, you know, like Ved Foslo, that ability on the TIE Advanced. I think the problem with it was that it was always, it was the pilot ability. So it kind of like having it as an optional upgrade is better because I'm not losing out on a on a better pilot ability. So I can still yeah, have two, a really good pilot abilities. ability. And then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like any upgrade, really. But. I always that that this particular ability I just like better as an upgrade than I like as a pilot built-in pilot ability because I, I just well, felt like I do too because it's point it's it's initiative dependent yeah like yeah, it gets it. better as you put it on a yeah you can put it on six things that make better sense to have it yeah um, uh, yeah I don't know how much it, I, I think it's good I don't know how much it gets really is gonna get used but um, you know it could just the fact that you can put this on on Anakin um, at a at a at a PS six is definitely a thing possibly i but. think it's fairly broke to be honest with you but what do i know about none well like i said this ex this ability has existed in the game and has never hardly even seen yeah, the table it didn't used to be on a five and six but, pilot skill gas yeah no well as right. you know it used to be on a five pilot skill guy but pilot skills went up to nine yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not as yeah. not as sexy yeah uh, that is initiative four so i mean it it's an okay initiative to have this kind of ability but not i mean yeah. initiative four too is it's nice a lot of people will use it to go oh well this will range control your you know or avoid you getting bumped but you know you could also think about using it for um uh never mind i'm an idiot i was gonna say for blocking but i mean mm -hmm. why not just set the dial you know <laughs> what you're gonna do yeah. to try to block them anyways but yeah I mean, the, the other thing, too, is that there's a lot of abilities out. I mean, there's a number of abilities out there that have to do with maneuvering like this, like like the old Imperial Boba Fett and Navigator. Navigator and, and stuff. There's all the Fetigator. Yeah, the Fetigator. Yeah, there's all these other cards. There's all these cards that have done that stuff over the years, and they've never really been very successful. Like, they've never really 
Inertial damper is the only thing. <laughs> Inertial damper, yeah, and really only because you can kind of just do it over and over again repeatedly. Yeah. Like, like even, I mean, inertial dampers were a decent upgrade in 1.0 when it was just a single use. Well, it was just one time, yeah. And, um, you know, they're really good now on one particular ship in one particular instance where you can do it over and over again and regen your shield for, you know, every time. So, you know, it's it's not, you know, that that's that took a certain level of brokenness to make it make it make it feasible. Here, but here's my thing about this thing. Here's how I want to think about this, and I don't want to think about it this way because I hate this. But imagine being able to change the speed of the maneuver by one. Is basically like assuming you're hard to say you're locked in on the hard two. If you can make that a one, a one hard or a three hard, I don't know what dial has those. To be honest with you, maybe this isn't even relevant. But isn't that basically just a free barrel roll? Yeah, kind of. That's a free barrel roll. Yeah. You know I mean, you're, just, you're moving slightly to the side and, you know, and back, or you're well, moving slightly to the side and forward. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically kind of a free barrel roll every time you're moving If it's down. that thing that keeps you from getting blocked, then it's, like, there's those times where it's, like, they call you on the hard two, and so you're sitting there wishing you did the hard one or wishing you did the hard three or whatever it is. And, yeah, there's, there's definitely those times, like, as, a, as an ace player that you, that you, you where you wish you could have that. But... I don't know. I just don't think it's going to show up a whole lot. I, I, I think it's good. I just don't. And I think you'll see it on Anakin some and maybe some other PS, some initiative fives. And Rick Ole. And Ole, maybe, Ole, maybe Ole. Rick, Rick Ole. <laughs> Rick Astley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're not going to give that joke up, are you? Yeah. <laughs> but it never lets you down. Yeah. Never, never going to run around. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> There's no God here, only the Force. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got Padme Amidala. So ooh, ooh, can I take this one? Uh, go for it. Oh man, I'm participating in stuff. I'm helping. Yeah. Uh, Padme Amidala, aggressive negotiator, which is funny, um, because they just did a Destiny card called aggressive negotiation with Padme's picture on it. So I guess that's a theme they like. Um, they like to share content. Yep. Four pilot skill. Uh, while an enemy ship in your uh, front arc defends or performs an attack. That ship can modify only one eyeball result. Other results can still be modified. Oh my God, is she gonna be good with Juke? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna change that. It's like, I'm gonna change it right back. It's like, yo, forget your other dice, sucker. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how she talks. She knows three languages. One of them is Jive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, Natalie Portman, trilingual. So yeah, the interesting thing about this is, uh, so that ship can modify only one eyeball result. So that I'm guessing that also means is they can't be rerolled. Re yeah. So the more eyeball results that somebody rolls, uh, the better for Padme because those are the, the they're not getting modified <laughs> except for one of them maybe. So yeah, obviously Juke is a great, uh, just a great upgrade on her. Um, I think Padme is going to be. I actually think Padme is going to be really good. That's a um, great ship. And it's too. anything. It's yeah. anything in your front arc. So it's it's a it's a wide ranging berth, um, it, you know that it's doing its thing. I'd also like to point out it's not when they defend from her or to her. Yeah, oh, you no, said you just be in that arc. Yes, so it's happening all the time for any ship shooting at them or that they're attacking. It's a pretty it's a pretty nasty dial too. Um, yeah. I'm thinking you know you just set her up in a flanking position and just force them to. To, to basically say, do I go for Padme? Keep her cheap. Uh, maybe just put Juke on her, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else I want there. Yeah, yeah Juke, and then, Juke's fantastic on her by itself. Like, I don't know that you really need to put too much else. Um, it's yeah. Now, we're going to see, like, it, it's kind of funny because, like, we've been talking about 
you know, the, uh, the quad phantoms and, you know, oh, well, maybe they're going to do something, you know, they're probably going to do some sort of nerf to them, maybe raise the cost on them. <laughs> and I think we've talked about before, like, well, probably not raise the cost on Juke. Juke's probably fine. Well, with Padme coming out, maybe they raise the cost on Juke too. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, it's, still, it's still good with Rick Ole. It's yeah. still good. Even oh, with yeah. That, uh... they, they may need to raise the cost on Juke in general just because oh, of this ship. But... That other guy that we talked about, whose name I don't remember, uh, Daphne uh, from Scooby Doo, I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't modify your dice. Yeah. Uh, that might be fun with Juke. Yeah, of course it it's is. Like, I would like yeah. to. I would like well, to. That's the old. Flip, yeah. You basically go. Oh, God. Yeah. Steve, don't play that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, Steve. actually, let me look at that because if that is the same, let's look at words. Uh, I actually think book. that doesn't work. Uh, that ship's dice cannot be modified. Yeah, the dice. Oh, yeah, they can't, can't modify their dice. Because it is the exact same wording as as the uh, midnight midnight, um, which was very unfortunate. Um, for <laughs> for well, I just enjoyed that shit. <laughs> and not for me. Yeah, brief respite. Yeah. All right, so uh, Naboo Handmaidens. They are Regal Ruse, which is alliteration. Um, set up <laughs> after uh, placing forces, assign the decoyed condition to one friendly ship other than this ship. Yes. Or other than, other than this than ship and Naboo another Handmaidens. version of this so ship. Any, yeah, you can't. So you have it, to put it on not. And this is, a, this is a double limited card, so you can run two of these in a squad. One pilot skill if that's a... You know, relevant to people at home. Uh, Steve, can you click over to the uh, decoy thing? Because I don't feel like any of that means anything. Until you yeah. See this. Okay. So while you defend, each friendly Naboo handmaiden in the attack arc may spend one evade token to change one of your results to a uh, to a evade to result. Evade, yeah. So basically, two point evade. You basically you they spend can, your they can evades. Hand off their evades for yeah. another ship to use. If you are a Royal Naboo N1 Starfighter, um, which, which hopefully Padme is. Yeah, which Padme is. Which so is hopefully you missed the Padme. Right? <laughs> Or even Rick Olayer. Yeah. I mean, any of the main I, pilots. Rick, not as much, just because I think he's going to be more of a... He's, he's going to flank He's going to flank and do stuff yeah. like yeah. that. I think I think two of these handmaidens with, with Padme, which is the thematic thing that these things are made for, is going to be fantastic. Um, but anyway, so yeah, go ahead and finish our last yep. part of the sentence. And then uh, if you're you know, Naboo Royal and one Starfire, each friendly Naboo handmaiden in the attack arc can spend one evade token to straight up 1.0 evade add to a add a, yeah. a result instead. Yeah. And, uh, so, nasty. it's hard to. Oh yeah, nasty. It's hard to look at this without remembering that. Oh yeah, they get free of a tokens. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh look, a way to leverage the fact that I get yeah. free of a tokens all the time. I think two of these things flying around with with Padme is gonna be just pretty disgusting. Um, I'm, I'm like just just. I'm at least half masked. Yeah, right. So <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Second time tonight, well, distracting he just, Steve. He just keeps hitting me with, with <laughs> mental the, pictures, mental that he can't pictures unsee. that I some, some some things you can't unsee, bro. Uh, <laughs> Cocaine in a man's beard. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> uh, this is good radio. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. So this is. Uh, I think two of these put two of these with Padme, and that's like half a squad right there. Like just and then fill it out with whatever from there. But I think you just uh, need one ace. Yeah, you just you, yeah. You need one ace. Because the other this, ace could just be another. I mean, if you could, it could fit, be Rick. If like, you could fit, it could literally be two handmaidens guarding her, and then Rick flies out to the Yeah, side. Rick could be in there. I, I honestly, if you can fit two of these plus Padme plus Anakin, I think that could be a fantastic squad. Oh man, Legit. I think they actually. Um, I actually think they would benefit a lot from having like a sinker next to them just to get some offensive firepower. Although it's gonna be hard to fly them all as a formation, so you know. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Trevor. So um so yeah so anyways uh, we'll see what happens with the point cost on these but 
Um, these Nabu handmaidens, and obviously they just go great with Padme, but they could go with pretty much anything. Even if you don't want to bring Padme, if you just want to bring a couple of these as an escort for whatever you know high value ship you have, it's um, they're going to be good. So, so yeah, that is the uh, that is the article. I'm actually excited about this. This seems good. There's a lot of neat stuff in here. I think it's a uh, it's all like I mean it's nicely thematic, and it uh, I don't think there's anything in here that screams. I'm a little concerned about the um, about the passive sensors, um, but we'll see where we'll see how that shakes out. Enough. I'm pretty concerned. Well, another about ship, uh, another ship that could use that. I think it's the hyena. Yeah, yeah. The I hyena think that's where the comes slot. into it. Yeah, I think yeah. Right with that. I'm I'm a little concerned that to me this ship always looks like it's flying backwards, and that's I'm gonna lose games because I thought they were going the other way. <laughs> I'm, I can tell you right now, it's, going, like it's the, going to happen. Is this to like me. the skick? For you, like the skick hey, looks like the skick. I've actually I've never seen a skick on the board. Okay, so that's the one that looks like it's the it's like the it's like a backwards, backwards uh, fang fighter. It looks like the fang oh, fighter, but backwards. Does. It's like the micro machine version of a fang fighter. Yeah, but it's backwards. So mm. that that one always confuses me a little bit. I look at it, and I'm like, where direction is that thing going? Like, kind of like like when you give your kid brother like one of your micro machines, he just like drives around backwards. You're like, you know what? As long as it's not touching my micro machines, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> we all did that. Don't judge. Yeah. I actually don't have a little brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this uh, I, I think this pack looks pretty cool. Um, I, I'm excited for I'm excited for the diversity it's going to bring for the Republic. Just the Re Republican and Separatists in general. I mean, obviously because they're so new factions, they they just need more stuff, and I'm I'm just glad to see them get a little bit more diversity so that the squads can kind of become more differentiated. What if we get a Panaka crew. Panaka, Panaka crew. Cap Captain Panaka. Pancake. What is it, Captain Pancake? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Captain Pancake. Yes, <laughs> Captain Pancake. He's our hero. Gonna bring those waffles down to zero. All right, moving on. Uh, what are we doing for this? What else we got, guys? I'm stoked. I'm excited. Stoked, excited. What do we got? This um, is what Joe's like when he's not being miserable. Commodiously. <laughs> well, I don't know, Joe. What else are we gonna talk about? What do you? What do you? Uh, what's What's on? What's we're gonna talk on? a lot about Momocon. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We'll do that after the break. Is there yeah, anything you want to get to before the break? Um. Yes. So, I have a pink unicorn. Yeah. That I've been snuggling with through the entire season of Game of Thrones. You mean my daughter, sure my, has, favorite. my daughter has a pink unicorn that she let you And then she with. lets me borrow. She She's very gracious it. about this. Yeah. That I have uh, <laughs> been using to ward off the death of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. I only have two characters I really like all that much. Okay, well, don't get too far. No, no, no. no, 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 no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. But one of them uh, it's, showed It's been up. like three or four days now. <laughs> so. Oh, the embargo is gone? No embargo? I thought that was like a two-week uh, embargo on Avengers or something like that. So Yeah, <laughs> but it's series. Game of it's Thrones. Like, they're like, here's how long you can... That's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Game of Thrones was like a five-minute embargo. Well, we're going like, to we're, we're do a Game of Thrones talk after the, after the credits really? roll. Okay. Yeah, we did it. We said we were going to do it last week. But it's the last episode. We said last week. It off. Yeah. I know you but, don't remember. But, but one of those characters showed up in John Wick 3. And I was sitting in the movie theater, I was like, shit, where's my pink unicorn? <laughs> no! no! And you know when, when somebody shows up in John Wick 3 and they're not Keanu Reeves, they're probably going to Yeah, die. if you jump in a John Wick they're movie all, like yeah. your odds of surviving a John Wick movie are not good. Very slim. Yes. Very, yeah. very slim. So, um, it's like I wouldn't plan on doing anything tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely need to go see John Wick 3, actually. That's annoying. Yeah, you don't really really miss it. I just, actually, I saw it in the IMAX. You guys have never seen an IMAX movie before? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, I was like, I've never been in here. Did you go to the World Golf Village or to no, uh, the or AFC Orange Park? AFC, I got thrown out of yeah. the Regency one already. So, get thrown. What? Man, you can't. 
Oh man, we're supposed to talk about X Men. Okay, uh, but all right, all right, brief story. Very, very short. Very short. I mean, you just dropped it. I got kicked out of the. I, didn't, I didn't get kicked out, but like the AMC at Regency is exactly thirty-four and a half minutes from my house, uh-huh. which apparently is a very important number because I had gift cards to it and I have for like three months. This was the fourth time I've tried to see a movie there that had no seats sold when I left my house because you can't use the gift cards online to reserve your seat. That was sold out by the time I arrived at the theater. Oh. So apparently 34 and a half minutes is the time it takes for every single seat in an AMC theater to be sold out. Apparently. So I had to drive all the way across town to Orange Park. Oh, okay. All right. All the way across the bridge. <laughs> you had to go all the way across the bridge. Yeah, yeah there's like an IMAX theater. Like There's like five other people in the whole theater. I'm yeah. like, okay. Apparently it is funny how Park. we just avoid we avoid going to Orange Park as much. Like I, I hate crossing the Buckman. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't, just, don't like, just don't like crossing that bridge. It's big. It's a huge bridge. It is it's long, and, and it has like randomly determined speed limits in each lane. Yeah, it's like you, th- there's no like order where like the right, the left hand lane or the right hand lane is the fastest, yeah. the slowest. It's like it's internally consistent in each lane, but in no particular order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, whatever, whatever. All right. Well, <laughs> we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break and go. Uh, yeah, we're gonna kick- talk a lot about MomoCon. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna kick it over to the Florida News Desk and get a little update. All right, later. This week in Florida, St. Lucie County Sheriff's deputies reported a Ford pickup ran a red light at Orange Avenue and South 25th Street. A detective activated the lights on his vehicle at another intersection. The Ford continued, ultimately stopping on South 23rd Street. Deputies said the passenger, identified as Rhonda Copenhofer, 55, had a half-full bottle of Bud Light between her legs and a crack pipe at her feet. Investigators also reported finding three crack cocaine rocks. Copenhofer denied the crack pipe and crack rocks were hers, though later said she bought the crack. Meanwhile, the driver fessed up to running the red light. He said it took him so long to stop the vehicle and his pants were down because he was receiving sexual acts from Rhonda while he was driving, the affidavit says. He said Copenhofer threw the crack pipe on the ground. Copenhofer was arrested on charges including evidence destruction, cocaine possession, and drug equipment possession for use. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And uh, this time around, we are going to be discussing MomoCon, which is this weekend. <laughs> which none of us are actually going to. Well, hey. we're, we're going to MomoCon adjacent. We're all MomoCon adjacent. MomoCon adjacent. adjacent. I, do, I do technically have a MomoCon badge. So I, I know. Guess... I'm going to need to borrow that because I'm going to need to go get souvenirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah yeah. wants uh, Hero Cats of Star City. Yes. Yeah, I have a feeling my MomoCon badge is going to be like just getting hoard out all over the place. Like... We're all going to be Steve. We're all yeah. Steve. It's like, By the way, if anybody here works, if anybody's listening to this and works for MomoCon, we are not going to be doing this. Yeah. That's not the plan at all. Um, can I pull off Steve? I guess I can, they could call me Esteban. I, Carlos, I Whatever. think you kind of I go by like Esteban. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think if the three of us stood side by side and somebody had to guess which one was which, I don't think they'd get it. I think they'd guess you as Steve. At least Steve looks like Carlos of us. Really? I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I, I kind of played that one off. I'm actually a little more olive skin, so like I might get a Carlos, but <laughs> I'm I'm white as shit, and I got you know like fucking blonde red hair. Like it's, it's no, yeah, you're actually Steve <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this whole segment's gone down the drain because I tried to pull off that lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to MomoCon adjacent. Okay, so let's throw that out there real quick. It is kind of. It's kind of fortuitous that like they're letting us play in tournaments without having to buy a full mobile the, game. Yeah. Yes, I've actually never yeah. heard of another con doing that. Well, it's they're 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 doing this. I think this was a conscious decision because of uh, last year. Because I think I, I think it was the Seattle system open last year where where it was like held inside Emerald City Con or something like that. 
I can't remember if it was that one or, or maybe it was the one held in Kublacon. I don't know. There's a couple. There was a there was more than a few last year where they held the system open inside of a con, and a lot of people complained about just like, oh, I got to spend like eighty bucks to get you, into you this know thing. What? Just yeah. to get on, yeah. Yeah. They had done it for. I think it's called. I think don't quote me on this, but it's called DreamHack down in Texas. Yeah. For the Destiny one, where they had a galactic qualifier that had like fourteen people or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. So they had a few events like this. I think last year that were in cons like this, and then and it was just kind of becoming evident that like most of the people coming for these tournaments weren't actually interested that that interested in also going to the con. Right. So it's fine. The like, con is a cool con. No, so it like, is. Yeah. yeah, and and we did it last year when it you know Joe, Travis, and I engaged went to um, MomoCon last year <laughs> to do um, the L5R Kotai and the uh, Galactic Qualifier for Destiny. Um, they didn't have a system open there last year, so. You know, we bought the badges and did the whole thing and everything, and it was fine. But uh, it's definitely nicer. You know, I, I, you know, I bought my badge because I just I was like, uh, as soon as I heard there was going to be a system open at Momocon, I just was like, okay, cool, buy my badge, buy my get my hotel room squared away, blah blah blah. And then like a month later, they're like, oh yeah, it's not actually going to be in Momocon; it's going to be offsite. Well, the advantage so. this time is somebody last year forgot their badge and had to walk three blocks back and go get it. Yes. And I had to convince the tournament organizers to hold it for it. Yeah. It's like, I swear to oh you, my he's coming. I swear he's coming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anybody fill out a deck list that quickly or illegibly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to bring this back uh, actually to, what was it? It was sometime last year. I think it was like late last year where, um, I don't know, I'm sure if you guys remember, I set up that petition to yes. the Southeast. Oh, I helped uh, you, Getting it. a system open. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we did all the. Yes, we did. We did. Nerds. Yeah, yeah. We're super nerds. <laughs> yeah, nerds. super nerds. Super nerds. Now, uh, being completely honest, I'm sure that it was kind of in the making. You typed it and didn't write it, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was probably um, somewhat in the making already, but I, I think yeah. the, the petition helped just illustrate that. Yeah, you, you, you should just. Go it needed and do to this. happen. Yeah, yeah, it needed to happen. So I was actually. Uh, um, yeah, so we kind of posted that together a little, a little pre Florida Man uh, before Florida Man became a yeah. thing. So uh, glad uh, the, to see a lot of the community uh, bound together on that one, uh, which is really nice to see. And we hit our goal. And yeah, yeah. Well, it's been. I mean, honestly, it's been like, it's like, and the whole reason we did that thing with that thing was because just it's there's not a lot like of the premier events, like the uh, above regional events. And in fact, there were none that had happened anywhere near the southeast uh, up until this year's system opened. So, uh, you know, I think I even like I, I even kind of like looked at it like on a, on a map, basically, and tried to like uh, kind of plot it out where a lot of the major events had happened over the years. And like the closest one was like San Antonio, Texas, which is, which is not yeah, close. Still, yeah. still very far. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, we can feel a little blessed, uh, you know, natural flights are, are decently priced you can yeah fly to a lot of places I, I mean flying to gen con wasn't too bad and um yeah i've been flying around you know just in general the east and midwest and all that stuff it's not too bad to get plane tickets on yeah I feel the opposite uh, of but because we go to dragon con every single year and i've never seen like any game company outside of like white wolf show up to that one yeah so it's like the southeast we really do kind of we are kind of avoided and shunned. Yeah, <laughs> it is it is kind of uh, it is kind of interesting. Now, now so those Florida Man stories. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's like there's Florida man stories. Then George's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, hold my beer. we got the sweet abortion. Hold my beer. We're abortion. Oh no, no, no. We can't get into that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no politics. Only Star Wars politics. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the it is it's good to see this this level of an event at uh, in in the in the southeast area just because it it just hasn't happened before. So um, not in the uh, the FFG. At least not in the FFG game, gaming zone. Yeah. So. Oh, and, and, I mean, FFG is coming in a big way for this one. Though. I mean, obviously it's Cascade Games that runs yeah. the stuff for them, but it's like aside from X-wing, they are bringing LVR, Keyforge, Destiny. Like, they're yeah, bringing it's, it's, I was going to ask four, about that. They're doing all of them. Yeah, they're oh, yeah, doing they all four shebang, uh, uh, except for the the ones that only Travis likes, like IA and Imperial. And IA well, they and don't Mata. they don't do any like premier events that go along with the system opens for those games yeah so so yeah i mean it's it's fine but you know there's going to be key forge there's gonna be l5r there's gonna be destiny there's gonna be x-wing so you got the full gamut um you know the only the one slight problem is that the, it's a it's a two-day only event so if you're really kind of committed to one game you don't have a lot of opportunities to play in anything else so now is there any x-wing going on on friday not in there no, might be no. some cascade is also running events small events like pod inside events MomoCon. inside momocon yeah because so, i know there's destiny ones going on on friday yeah i think in the con i think there's some x-wing pods going on in there too um, it's just pods but it's just like pod stuff yeah it's yeah. it's nothing nothing like major so yeah it's it's uh it's kind of that's the kind of the one unfortunate aspect of it and even if they they if they did like if they had done like a uh like another L5R Kotai or another De- Destiny qualifier, Galactic qualifier, or another Keyforge like Archon tournament or whatever, in, as part of Momocon, like where you actually did have to have your badge. Like I would have gone an extra day or so earlier, just to play in some of that stuff before the system open on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but I, I might have to. Like I said, I think there's just pods for Destiny. I'd have to look to be honest with you. I yeah. know some of our players are going up that early. But. Well, because that yeah, I mean yeah, they're going up early. Well, I mean it's a chance to get some practice and get comfortable and, and whatever else. But it's, um, but I, I just kind of wish they had spread out stuff a little bit more than just that two days. It's, it gets us more tickets for the prize ball too, which yeah, I am actually am sort of surprised that X Wing doesn't do prize ball. They do. Really? Yeah, there is a prize for ball. that event. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Carlos, what's on that? Do you guys know what's? Uh, um, but there's, there's a spot. They, they do. They do like the same clear spot glass cards. Like they do oh, do they for X Wing? There's a Gurry. Yeah. Oh no shit. Um, there's a Gurry. I think there's a Quick Draw. Um, That's cool. Uh, I've seen a few others, but it'd be interesting to do this with like the ships on them. Because like the character <laughs> ones in Destiny are, you know, the, obviously the character on there. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I'm fascinated by this idea. Well, here. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll pull up a picture for you. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, so share share a little bit about what you'll be uh, doing there, uh, Joe, for those two days. I will. Uh, they're not an official sponsor of the podcast, but Z and Z Package Store in Lucas Grove, Georgia, has sponsored most of my best stories over the last <laughs> eighteen years or so. So on the way up there, I'll be stopping at Z and Z Package Store to get booze, at, like the aforementioned. Uh, Monday Night Brewery's uh, Han Barolo. Yes. Again, not a sponsor, but should be. That's the Gurry. Oh, that Gurry is awesome, actually. Yeah, it's very cool. That's really cool. Uh, and the other ones look kind of similar. They have like a symbol and then it's the cool ship. It's cool to do them sideways, actually, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the uh, they got the kind of plastic spot gloss cards. Um, I think they've got, they got like a target lock token set. 
uh, I think is on the prize wall. That'd be cool. Um, there's a bunch yes. of stuff on there. Um, so. I like I like the prize wall as a concept. Yeah, it's a great concept. I really like the idea of, you know, buy bomb tokens if you're a completist, but like realistically, these are the things I actually want and yeah. the things I'll actually use. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so I actually really like the prize wall concept. Now, what's the prize structure for that? You get how many tickets do you get for a win? Do you guys you get two tickets for a win, one ticket for a loss. Yes. Um, okay. And you get, so then you get, uh, there's a participation prize for the system open. You get a rebel themed damage deck. And is that a tournament legal one? Yes. yes. It is an official FFG product. Okay. Just say. Um, and then you also get, I think, a set of, I think there's like three all dark cards that is uh, that's part of the participation prizes as well. That's pretty cool. Is there a, uh, is there a mat? There's a mat that you can buy for an extra forty bucks or whatever. You can get okay, just you can get the system open mat. Yeah, that's actually pretty. I, cool. I bought that. Do you know what it is, Carlos? What it, does it look like? Uh, it's fairly plain, actually. Uh, it just kind of has this. It, it's got like it's a not moon. like an iconic planet. It's it, it well it is, but it's not like it's not like the mat you're used to, where it's like half the mat is like a planet. Yeah, it's like there's like a planet down in like one corner, and then like another little planet like up in the other corner, and then there's a system open logo in the other corner. I like the system open logo. Like, like I said, it's cool to throw that down on the table and like be able to talk to the person across from you and like tell them the story of where you got that from and yeah, how it was yeah. cool, how it's cursed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. the kind of thing I enjoy doing at tournaments. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, this will be my first system open series. And uh, basically, I, I'm just there for that kind of experience. Uh, I, I've been to Worlds. I went to World once, and it was, uh, yeah, it was well, very yeah. nice. It was a nice humble break out there. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, listen, it was, it was back when you had. <laughs> I watched you? Oh, yeah, on, on the stream. Yeah. yeah. I told my wife, and she was like, nobody cares. Like, but there's Carlos. <laughs> well, I promised myself that I would get on stream for worlds i said i'm gonna i'm gonna, gonna find a way I'm to go going there. to go to worlds and i'm going to find my a way to get on stream i went three and three so playing uh was definitely never gonna happen so i figured out a different way yeah <laughs> so you so you get you get two alt art cards in the damage deck the two alt art cards are the r2 astromech um and a uh and then a t65 uh servo motor servo motor s foils card so it's you know double-sided there um, so that's the participation stuff along with the deck. Um, yes. then you get the two tickets for a win, one ticket for a loss. Um, obviously, you can buy as the mat. So it's got the Death Star. Oh, and it's then... got the Death Star and Yavin on the other side? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. You undersold the shit yeah. out of that. Well, it's just that's a little cool. more clear. It's like there's not as much. It's not like there's one big. I actually like, like it better that way. because like, I like it better too. Do you because a lot of the middle of the board, the... yeah. Carlos, you were back in the day playing on the third party Death Star mat where you couldn't see anything? Oh yeah, like on the surface of the Death Star with like oh, the full trench, dude, so, and like tokens would disappear. Okay, so I gotta oh tell my, my story gosh. about that. I have to tell oh, my you're story. Oh, you gonna tell about... a long-winded story with no relevance? Yeah, I'm so proud of you. I know it's not like it never happened before. So <laughs> at the uh, it's kind of my shtick. Yeah, right. It, it's more your thing, but I do it sometimes. So the at the 2014 regional, um, I was uh, I had the so there was that kind of thing. There was this was before these the, the official play mats had come out. Back when we used to play on either yoga mats, yoga mats or, or vinyl, or the felt. We thought the so felt. Cool with felt. Yeah, the felt mats. That uh, yeah, those all kinds of weird things people use for mats, and you never knew what you were going to get at a tournament. You played on everything from paper to vinyl like, to like literally yoga somebody mats. just like taking masking tape to the table, masking and tape on a table. Yeah, that's three that, by three ish square. I, I I set up a tournament that way one time forever ago. Like it was yeah, there's like stuff like that happened. So uh, so you're you like, know, is the tape in or out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was some third party company making vinyl mats that with their own whatever crap they put on them and. 
One of them was uh, like Joe said, it was the de- it was like the Death Star, but it was like the super like close up of like the surface of the Death Star. So it was just like this flat thing where like all you see is like it's all gray with like these little like you know things that are like reliefed in it like in the picture like just it's just a close-up like metallic surface of the death star and it was the most like it looked like it was like staring at one of those 3d puzzle like one of those 3d like eye (laughs) eye test things like that you go to see at the mall and if like try and see the hidden picture inside of it and they're all black and white so like if you put down like the the out of the starter like templates which were just black and white if you like put it down in front of your ship it would disappear yeah so So I had a store championship buy, so I didn't play the first round. Now, the other part of the story is that, you know, I was actually, uh, we had like a major project at work going on. And I was at work till six in the morning of the day of that regional. And then basically like Travis and Joe picked me up and then we drove down to the regional. So I got, I was on no sleep whatsoever, having like just worked like an 18, 20 hour shift or whatever it was. And I go down, we go down to this regional. I did have the buy, but I was like, I was totally out of it. And so we end, so I start playing and like, you know, they put me on one of these, that was like one of these mats and it was at the top table and I, they put me on there like the first round and I won and then they put me, they kept me on there second round. I won again, third round on that same mat. And like my, by, by the third round, my eyes were just crossed. Like staring at this thing was like the worst, especially in my state at that moment was just awful. So I like, I literally went up to the TO and like the fourth round, I, I got put on it again and I was like, hey, can I can I just like switch mats? Like, I, I don't care if I'm a table one man. Can I can can I just move down a table or something like that? And like, do you remember who was the TO of that one? I don't remember Did the guy's name. Being somebody, I thought it was like Tony. No, it wasn't Tony. No. He was there. Him and Wendy were there, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It okay. was I don't remember the TO. I think TO's I played name. against Wendy in that tournament. Yeah, went yeah. So, anyways, like I'm just staring at this mat going cross-eyed, and like I'm begging the TO to take me off of it because it's like just totally screwing in my head at this point. And he wouldn't let me. He made he made me stay on. It. And then I fi- I finally lost in round five. Um, be- but it was, <laughs> so I, I got to stop you know, playing. I know on I that. played against winning that one because we were playing at a table and the table next to us. Somebody yelled at their opponent so hard they started crying. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. That, that oh was, my god! That was like the first time me and Wendy met. Though, like, sitting there, like, both trying to play a game with like one hand on our yeah. eyes, so we're like not looking at like. Yeah, that was an awkward moment. Oh, it anyways, was. Yeah. <laughs> So anyhow, that's my my diversion about the about mats. My but, diversion is the epilogue of that story is I did pretty well in that tournament. And yeah, you made top four. Yeah, I know. I sold the prizes. We used to buy beer at the CNC package store. We did, <laughs> yeah. For Dragon Con yes, that year, yeah. Yes. As as most things like as most random things that we tend to win or, or make some sort of form of money at, it usually gets end, uh, ends up being beer money for Dragon Con. Yes. That's happened yes. a few the times. Only re- the primary reason I play actually. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So then also the prizes here is the top 32. You get this, uh, you get the, uh, their charge tokens, um, their astromech charge tokens. So that's cool. It's pretty cool looking. Actually, and I, you know, I actually like the visual design on those where you can clearly tell they've been spent. Yeah. We did the stream the other day and somebody had like the metal charge tokens. Oh, those are so hard. Those, those are, those are terrible. I have them. and They're like, really cool looking I, I, tokens, yeah, but they're they not are. I need to paint them because like I want to paint mine just so that you can yeah, have them. Like, I've never I wanted to paint anything before, but I want to paint those just so you can like see what's going on. I got paint to the house. Bar. Yeah. Uh, top 16 gets uh, a sweet Rebel Helmet-inspired template set uh, and a Rebel uh, like challenge coin metal thing. With Arabesh on there. With Arabesh, which says... Nerd. Nerd, yeah. <laughs> uh, top 8, obviously, gets the World's uh, ticket, which is what everybody's there for. And then the runner-up gets a finalist plaque 
and the champion gets a trophy and uh, all expense paid. Well, not all expense, but free flight yeah. and, and board, room and board at. Oh, uh, is it really? For the Coruscant Invitational and the X-Wing World Championships that will be held sometime in October. Free flight and logic? Yes. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Really super good. That's pretty BA. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, good prizes. And then obviously you've got your earning tickets that whole time. So you can go hit up the prize wall and get all kinds of cool prizes with the tickets you've been earning. So, <coughs> um, prizes are awesome for system open. So as we've all seen in the past, um, but yeah, that all seems pretty cool. Yeah. But you know what else is cool? What else? Uh, so it's what? It's 11:15 here in Jacksonville, Florida on Wednesday night. Yes. You know, two nights from now, we're going to be at the Vortex. Yes. This is Sucking true. back Pickle Rick burgers and beers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by so the is way, that what I'm getting? I'm going to Pickle Rick? You have to get... Yeah, you're getting a Pickle Rick You have burger. to get a Pickle you Rick. Really yeah, you, you pretty much have to. It's going to be like that uh, Dave Chappelle sketch. It's like, I'll have a Sam Jackson. It's like, I'll have a Pickle Rick burger. Yeah. Good <laughs> motherfucking choice. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking fat bitches in no time. Ain't you had none of my cheeseburgers? <laughs> Pickle Rick, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, if anybody wants to come and hang out with us there... Uh, they don't really reserve seats, so you'll be on the other side of the bar. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. You still go. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the Midtown Vortex on Friday night, and it's gonna be a good time. So we're gonna meet up with some of our yeah. uh, some of our guys that have been on the podcast before. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah. It should be a big group of us for sure. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, prepare. We're, we're just trying to figure out how to get in because like they don't have reservations. <laughs> so we're gonna show up with like eighteen people and be like, hey. Got, we're got here for us, <laughs> um, but we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll sit out. We'll be able to sit outside. They have, they do have that. We, they have some outside seating, and yeah. there's the bar no one area ever sits there that I'm aware of. So I've seen some people out there before, but not mm. too often. Yeah. So, regardless, um, that'll be a good time. Jeez, and then there's also the uh, Saturday night after party um, being put on by the Atlanta Hawks and the Birmingham Barons and the Gold Squadron podcast. Uh, so I think tickets crates, are already sold out to that. <laughs> are the are the crates? Are they sponsoring too? So I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah. So that's that'll be a cool event. I know Carlos and I got a ticket at least. Um, but I know uh, I think they have sold out. They had like a hundred ticket cap. So yeah. Um, but we will. If anyone wants to talk to me, I'll be standing outside at the window, looking in like the uh, like Oliver Twist. Please, uh, just a little more X-Wing. <laughs> I had enough X-Wing. So, so here's my pledge. My pledge for that party is I will drink two beers for every game of X-Wing I just lost <laughs> that day. So. I thought you were going to say, I will drink all the beers that people will buy for me and give to me. By the way, oh, everybody, uh, that, that's a hundred percent. give them to them. Yeah. Yes, I Steve too. Steve doesn't get hung over, and I'd like you to challenge that <laughs> assertion. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's fine. Go for it. Go for the challenge. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing. So I mean, if I go two and four, oh Billy, you know, oh, Carlos, so spicy Carlos is gonna come. Out spicy Carlos this, coming out. How many party. games is it? It's six games. Six games. Yeah. Six games. Yeah. So you say you're you're saying you're gonna get shit faced if you go two and four. Yeah. If you go no. two and four, he's getting. He's what getting. if you go one and five? Liquor. <laughs> well that's what I, mean. I guess i could i could i could go for some liquor maybe i don't know i think i'll hold off for the liquor just because i do actually what if you do want to do well, well and you have to the play next the next day oh uh, then that's what i mean if i do well i'm having two well, drinks if he, yeah if he does well, if he makes the cut he's having at most two drinks yeah that sounds terrible man <laughs> terrible. <laughs> i'm not celebrating until sunday if, if i'm making day two so <laughs> 
That's what's good. The, at least I Sunday, Sunday night. To, I find the best way to do it is to just celebrate all the time, regardless. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys uh, leaving Monday or? We are leaving Monday. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yes. so, Sunday Sunday uh, night could be another night to do some stuff. It's Memorial Day. Yeah. Somebody got to sell the cell phones. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're uh, well. I want yeah. We, I got the hotel room through <clears throat> through Sunday so that we can stay and do pods and whatever else we want to do. If we if you're trying to churn extra tickets before we leave, yeah. I didn't want to have to like, I didn't want to have to like zoom out of there like right after, whatever. I don't know. I think what Steve's trying to say is if anybody's still there Sunday night, you should buy us beers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we find entertain a spot you week Sunday in week night. out. We work hard for this podcast. <laughs> I don't do any prep. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the deadbeat of my own podcast. I'm like the singer in the band. I don't even own my own mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's the uh, the system open is going to be a great time. So, uh, Joe will also have his uh, confessional open. Oh yeah, if you guys um, want to tell me how bad it went, man. If you if you need to if you need to confess your X wing sins, you can find Joe playing Destiny on Saturday. Uh, well, maybe Keyforge, actually. Play some Keyforge, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe Keyforge. Uh, but you can find Joe playing either Destiny or Keyforge, and you can uh, walk up to him while he's in the middle of his game. is fine. And just, oh, uh, yeah, you can't distract me. I'm while fine. you're yeah. playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, and you can just tell him whatever whatever happens, you know, whatever you feel like you need to get off your chest about the past game. Oh, man. I don't even know how to play Pokemans Go. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, but... It's really bad. Remember earlier this week I was trying to find the internet? Yeah, I know, Joe. <laughs> I ain't found it yet. That was four days ago. <laughs> oh yeah, but you have some other more advanced technical challenges in your in your home that that, that I'm gonna need to go there and fix. So it's uh, fine. But we'll I cannot care. tell the message you sent me. I can't tell if you're shining me on or not. No, that was totally like I'm gonna legit. do this, this, and this. It's like man, he could just be making up words. It's even worse. That's what I do to people at work all the time. I just yeah, I, just, I trust you way more now. You've said that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, no, but, I, I tell them actual things, but I know they don't they aren't gonna understand it. So it's that's fun. fair, man. Yeah. Mobilecon's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time this weekend. This oh, is yeah. gonna be a road trip. Yeah, man, we're gonna bond, do some just friends spooning. You know, <laughs> we are gonna have six people in the room. So, Carlos, are you stay with us? Do you have your own room? He has his own room. No, I have my own room. Have your own room? Yes. Yeah. We decided we, to store things there. We decided getting, a while back know. that we were gonna end up with more people than one room could handle. So Carlos mm. split off into another room, but. More more people than we can handle. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. You ever well, seen we'd be, uh, at, we'd be at. Uh, you ever seen the Muppet Family Christmas? They put like Animal and Gonzo up on hangers. Yeah. Just put them in the closet. Well, if we had all stayed in one room, we would be almost to our. We'd be up there with our Decon Max. <laughs> so, which is, I mean, Decon Max was twelve. Um, we would have been at ten if we all stayed in one room. <laughs> Again, if you operate the uh, the Marriott in downtown Atlanta, we yes. never put twelve people in there. We swear. I swear to God, there's never anybody sleeping under the beds or in the bathtubs. Oh, oh God! This I is never, my favorite gonna, episode done so far. I never woke up with Joe's brother's leg on top of me. That, uh, that never he happened. never spilled a Bloody Mary all in he your never luggage. Spilled a, he never spilled a Bloody Mary all over my luggage, which, by the way, is the most disgusting smell on the planet. Especially yeah. drinking. Yes. <laughs> so I will not be surprised. We have like you know four people in a room, two and two on two queens, and I still won't be surprised if I end up falling asleep in the bathtub if I go one and five for this tournament. 
So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's just likely. That's just because it's the better place to throw up. This actually uh, you've segued <laughs> into an interesting. <laughs> Carlos, how much have you? What? How much and what have you done to prep for this tournament? Oh man, um, you know, I I, I want to say I haven't done enough, but I I think I have. I mean, I remember way back when I uh, I said I wanted to play a hundred games for. Uh, in preparation for the system, but I, man, I don't know. I think uh, eighty six. Yeah. Jesus I, Christ. Well, I didn't lose count. Games of eighty six games from last time I counted, but that was before I started um, flying the list that I'm actually gonna take. You people. So I think I've actually this. flown. So you gotta be right around hundred. I, I should be pretty close. Like yeah. I think the system open will put me over hundred. I know I've played like four or five um, games of Vassal with you in the last week. Yeah, and then I've played two practice games, two practice games. Uh, I th- I think I'm I'm literally I'm either at 96 or 97 games. So, um, for so the you better for the entire next three out, you got 24 yeah. hours, but uh, yeah, I might Bloody. do some more practice games tomorrow. Actually, I would have done an extra one today, but some kidding, old man. old person needed to go to bed early. Yeah, I know with so. old balls. <laughs> so I started this thing off at like 11 at night. <laughs> Um, balls can't reference to my junk tonight. Score. <laughs> I, I think it uh, it comes down to sort of uh, you know what what knowledge you may have regarding the people that you might see uh, playing. You know, it just there's going to be a pretty high caliber uh, so you know type of player over there at System Open in Atlanta. So that's it's so going to be. I go into these things blank. Like what my opponent's done in the past or what's gone on before makes no impact on like how I. Play I don't it. really care about the particular opponent I'm playing up against. I, I do care about making sure I at least understand what the different uh, lists are doing. Like as many of the of, of the meta lists as possible. I want to have at least an understanding of how they function. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I don't really care who I'm playing against. That's that's kind of whatever. But well, for me, it's just, it, you know, you can sometimes beat a player that is just not flying their list efficiently. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you know what I mean. I don't. I'm not scared of quad phantoms, and I'm not scared of, you know, uh, Han break Han. You know, if the player across from me just doesn't know what they're doing. But I am very much afraid. If I know who the player is and they are playing a squad like that, because yeah. you know, if if whatever I'm taking just doesn't match up well against that, then I could just more or less figure out that they're less likely to make a mistake than I will. Mm-hmm. So uh, just seeing that just kind of makes me, you know, a little puts me on a little bit on edge, especially because since it's such a tight cut, you have to be and one or undefeated to be in the running to make it into day two, which means that you will eventually play somebody good. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody else will also be N1. Somebody else will also be, you know, undefeated. Um, So just, you can't really submarine something like this. You know what I mean? That last round, you're going to be 4-1 even if you lost that first round. Yeah. Um, So you're going to end up having to, that that last game that you're going to have to play to make the day two is going to be your toughest game. So Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really just, you know, just now, you know, with doing this podcast and stuff, I'm, you know, excited to see, um, a lot of people and just the, the community at large, uh, meet new people, meet people that I've known before, you know, mm-hmm. met before just meeting them again. This is my first big tournament yeah. since that world's uh, two years ago. Oh, and also, uh, you know, ago, so. 
Also, everybody, keep an eye out for uh, people wearing Florida Man Plays X-Wing t-shirts. Uh, they will have Poe Dameron alt art cards and stickers, uh, at least some amount of them to hand out. So um, Remember, just go up to them and be like, how come you ain't giving me one yet? I thought we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, seriously, just berate them. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, so we got we actually got a fair number of uh, uh, there's gonna be a fair number of people wearing them there. We uh, the, the the Florida crew has uh, come together on that a little bit. So, and uh, I'll try to help Corden. And I know I did see somebody uh, saying that they are collecting price support for the Buenos Aires uh, Open. Yeah. Um, so whatever we can do to help coordinate that, uh, obviously here's as a reminder to our listeners, anybody that's going to System Open, if they have anything that they'd like to offer up. Uh, to kind of send down a care package. Um, I'll make sure to connect you with the right person at mm-hmm. the tournament and make sure you get that. I know that we'll we'll make our own plan of doing something, but you know, we'll we'll try to help. Yeah, we're gonna send we down a we're gonna send down some stuff. So um if you you know if you are at the system open or if you just see us around locally at other stuff and you want to donate something to go but you don't want to go through all the hassle of trying to do the international shipping, um you can give it to us. We'll 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 fix. We're gonna send something anyways. So if you've got something and you, you wanted to, you, you just want to get it down there. You can you can hand it to us. We'll 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 take care of it. So I think that's uh, a good thing for the for the Buenos Aires. You want to talk a little bit more about that since we brought it up about Buenos Aries in general. How much? Um, when is that coming right? up? That's in it's, it's in August, right? It's August tenth. Yeah. yeah. It's you know I planned uh, Gen Con this year and it sucks. It's like literally the week before. Uh, otherwise, you know, if I had that yeah. uh, time frame open, I probably would yeah. try to go. And I think uh, I think I uh, D Yoon is going to be marshalling the tournament. Yeah. He's going to be heading yeah. down there to marshal it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's that's pretty nice seeing that you know part of our, the U.S. community going down there to support. Um, but yeah, just uh, some of the stuff that just kind of been hopping uh, hopping on. I know that uh, I just started listening to a podcast uh, that's based out of uh, Argentina. Um, so it's. Um, they call it a Chewy's Fleas. Uh, so I started listening to one of them. It's fully in Spanish. Just, you know, it's just fun to be able to just listen to that kind of international community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, X-Wing is, is pretty big down there. Uh, it's just been tough getting that, that uh, official price support. So uh, putting them just kind of on the radar uh, for FFG yeah. hopefully could, uh, could you know, push for something. I know that. You know, they, since it's not an official system, or they're trying to play it as a system open, but it's not official. Yeah. You know, they, they don't actually end up getting the world's invites and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So um, that kind of sucks. But you know, whatever we can do to help them it would in the be future. Good. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it would be. Obviously, can't promise anything for FFG, but it would be great if they, uh, even if they just, if they just sent down eight world's invites for the event. You know what I mean? Just give them the D and let them bring them down there. <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah, just send him as a. Uh, he, he'll definitely be loved if he just walks in with that um, yeah, right. as he goes down there. But yeah, it's just exciting to see. Um, and a, a lot of uh, the international community as a whole has been kind of uh, getting together and uh, trying to uh, send some price support down there. I know. I mean, I, I looked at it too. I, I mean, they have already a pretty substantial uh, price kit uh, set up already. Oh, um, nice. So. Uh, I mean, they have actual system open prizes, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure if they got those through donations or, or whatever it may be. But um, you know, they, it looks pretty substantial, looks pretty thorough. Um, so it's it's it should be a really great event. So hopefully, 
our, our international community down there uh, goes out there and, and, and plays. Yep. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's been, it's been unfortunate watching, you know, as I see the stuff about Brazil and their, uh, you know, the, their entire shipment of X-Wing 2.0 product got, uh, I guess fell off a boat in, in the middle of the Caribbean or something. Did it actually? Or just yeah. Customs? Like the container, like yeah, wow. fell off the boat. No <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they lost like they, they were super behind on that. They've had huge distributor issues. I, I think the distributor in Brazil is just basically gone completely dark on ffg at this point um so i know they've had a ton of supply issues down there getting uh products getting tournament kits getting any of that kind of stuff so uh and you hate to see uh, an area that has an active community just allowed to try you know die on the vine basically <laughs> with uh just because just because just purely because of lack of support it's that's a yeah that's a that's a sad thing so um definitely try to hook them up with as much as we can and uh, make that event uh, something something to remember so all right well guys i think this has been the best episode we've ever done yeah i feel pretty good about this yeah it's at least the best one we've done this week so oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what day did we do it last week <laughs> it's still the uh, week i don't even know we did i mean we were uh, yeah, the same same night yeah oh yeah everybody yeah. needs to hang out with the system open yeah. We're a lot of fun. Yes, please come on, say hi. Uh, please, I'm not, you know. I'm not going to the after party, so you guys need to get Steve and Carlos drunk enough at the after party that we can have an after <laughs> after party. Oh, we no, need an after yeah. party after party. Yeah, I don't know if the, I don't know if that party is gonna is gonna be able to contain me. So, mm. you know, I, I'm usually an Steve's after party guy. Steve's done some things in Atlanta that he's not. I I, I gotta get, admit on that. Yeah, Atlanta. I I kind of does. I I go to Atlanta for a particular reason every year, and you know, I I don't know. Especially the Peachtree Center area, mm. so it's uh, it, I kind of get you know I get into like decon mode when I when I when I'm in that area and I just all I just want to do is just party. So you know? he's like the party man from uh, Jackass. No, no, not like that. No. <laughs> I know my future. <laughs> Breakaway tracksuit in the middle of an X Wing. Yeah, look for it. <laughs> That's how I win my games. It's, I just I just start doing the party man dance in important uh. turns. Well, gentlemen, we will see everybody next week. All right. Oh, dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. All right, everybody. So we're after the music here. We are going to talk a little bit about the final episode of Game of Thrones because we talked about it last week and we figured we'd talk about the last episode now that that's out. So, spoiler alerts. Did we you, get any comments about that? Was anybody like, hey, good job on that? Or like, ah, I didn't hear anything. Stick to the X-Wing, douchebags. Nah, oh, nobody said anything. Oh, hey, it was, it's out there credits, so, so I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So, um, yeah, so we obviously had the final episode, and we got to see what happens. The, you know, like the final, like, what is where is Jon Snow going? Who's the king? All this stuff. So, all right, first off, we got Bran as the king. What are we, uh, how are we feeling about brand the broken oh I'll, I'll go ahead and uh you know be that guy and be the insensitive jerk yeah so they burned down the iron throne right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i guess they really needed a king with his own built-in chair oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. oh internet memes that's all we're doing now yeah right <laughs> yeah I, I think that was probably the best thing about uh season eight was the memes 
Yes. Oh, the memes uh, were great. Memes yeah. have been pretty yeah. good. Yeah, the memes were hard. The yeah. memes were fantastic. Um, but, you know, here's my problem with all this, and I, I think this is exactly what happened. And, you know, uh, a few seasons ago, you heard that the writers knew the ending. But yeah. George, George R. R. Martin told them, this is how the book ends. Yeah. Um, or the book series ends. I think that basically they got the cliff notes and they got, hey, oh, for sure. Ron yeah. is king. They got an album. Uh, Danny dies and Joss now kills her and la da da. You know what yeah. I mean? All the, all the major, major plot lines. Yeah. I feel like these two guys, uh, is, do I feel like they, they just, they're, I'm sorry, I hate it, but how did these guys have jobs? Because. <laughs> all the first few seasons you know they have jobs you know, making were... star wars movies now right yeah right i know that's the worst part so we okay so first you know of all you know that's though? the worst Anybody... part you got off easy yeah <laughs> I, I i think that's kind of part of the issue because i really feel like they 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 rushed the last especially season eight Season uh, and season, season seven, seven was rushed too. It, they they should have just been ten episode seasons. And I think honestly, unfortunately, I think part of that is the fact that they were they were booked to do Star Wars movies and they needed to get they needed to kind of get on it. But <laughs> yeah, um, you know. So here's here's my problem with the whole situation is that you know I I feel like all a lot of the the, the high points of, of the series you know and, and a lot of the dialogue that was so amazing just it felt like it maybe just came straight out of the books I haven't read um, the books thoroughly uh, I think I'm on uh, book two right now but you know just a lot of the great lines that, that Tyrion said and just the, the monologues the dialogues that, that really made the uh, early series great just was not it was completely non-existent there was a whole bunch of, you know, cut scenes just to get to the plot points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, the character development was basically like, okay, we did it for, you know, six seasons. We're done with character development. Now we're just going to show you the exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the exciting stuff didn't even make sense. You know, conse- you know consequentially did not, like really makes sense in the grand scheme of things it was just felt like it was just trying to move the story along so i don't really know what happened but overall you know beggars can't be choosers everything else about the show is so fucking amazing the cinematography the acting was yeah uh, amazing well, you know the special effects i think they had a lot to do so you talk about the early seasons you know being so good with like these monologues and character development all that kind of stuff I think a lot of that came from the fact that they just got a bigger budget, you know, like all of a sudden they have this huge budget and and so they can do these huge battle scenes. So like, if you look, if you go back and watch this, the, the battle of Blackwater, for example, and compare that to anything from like season six or beyond battle, like from a battle perspective, the the bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Like the battle of the, starting with the battle of of the bastards basically. And then going forward, any of the other battles that happened after that are so much more epic and involved than the 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 battle of blackwater like the battle of blackwater i mean they spent as much time uh up in the tower with circe and sansa just in the little the little bullshit they had going on than than uh, as they did down on the actual battlefield like (laughs) you know i think there's a certain amount of like and and you see this in so many different things like like uh, this was a big complaint with the with, with the star wars prequels like when the second ones the prequels came out it was like oh they have 
they had all this money. So all, like, not that they didn't have money on the original Star Wars, but the first Star they Wars, especially, <laughs> they didn't. And they didn't have a ton of money in the first Star Wars, so they had to be more guerrilla, more innovative, more, you know, they had to make up for things. They'd be more creative. And I think anytime a production has a crap ton of money to work with, it just kind of kills creativity because it's too easy to throw money at a problem as opposed to creatively write your way around it. Yeah, but a lot of those battle scenes and all that stuff were filmed well and had great cinematography. I mean, some of the yeah, most yeah. epic scenes like John snow literally coming out of the pile of bodies yeah. that are surrounding him well, you know there's so many cool shots yeah no there, and there was the, a lot of attention to detail the battles were super great like and that's the thing it's like it's not it's not taking anything away from the battles it's just that the episodes themselves became less interesting because they actually were able to fill it with an hour's worth of battle here's a here's here's my attempt to help everybody here's how i've come to terms with my disappointment with this last season because i'm disappointed i'll give it that but Bronn and Davos survived. They did. And I'm very Actually, not only did they survive, but they're now master of coin and master of ships. They, 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 prof- <laughs> they, they did pretty well for themselves. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But um, I think we all thought that season eight was the climax of the story. You know, I mean, we assumed that like the final battle yeah. for King's Landing and the you know the long night. We assumed that those were the climax of the story. They're not. This whole season was an epilogue. Yeah. This yes. this whole season is yep. an epilogue. If you look at it like that, it's a pretty good epilogue. Yeah. It's not the climax of the story. No. The story is too no. rich and too involved. There's not a, yeah. a real climax. Well, that's where I think the other problem comes into play for, sh- for a show like Game of Thrones or even a book series like Game of Thrones because Martin still hasn't written the damn books. And honestly, I think part of the reason is he's freaking afraid because he, he's afraid of the exact same thing happening to his books is what's happening with the sh- end of the show here. And that's because Game of Thrones is just such a conflict-rich arena. Like everything, everything. Yeah, there's no that, climax, and not all the conflicts yeah, can be resolved. Exactly. So there's so yeah. many conflicts happening in that show, and like the entire show is just conflicts that stack upon themselves and create other conflicts. So when you finally have to end it, and you like, you can't, you can't, you can't end resolve it. all those. Yeah, you have to like, you have to resolve the conflicts in order to actually end the show. Because otherwise, if you don't resolve the conflicts, everybody's gonna be sitting there like, well, why aren't you just still making the show yeah. or still writing books? So you have to come to a conclusion of some sort. But there was just so much stuff that was wrapped up over the years. And like, it's impossible to come back on every storyline. And the show cut storylines out that the books had because it just couldn't possibly deal with all of them. Well, no, the, the show cut out storylines that they themselves started. That, and that's the, that's yeah. one of the biggest gripes is that, yeah, we can we can all talk about the all these storylines, you know, from the books that weren't followed and blah, 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 or they might have hinted at. No. Let's just talk about straight up a lot of the plot holes they left, you know, in just the TV show. I mean, Mira, who dragged Bronze ass for fucking what two seasons? Yeah, literally brings it back to the Winterfell, and then what? She's forgotten about. She doesn't even fight in the Battle of Winterfell. Like she's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, like there's a lot of characters that got dropped off. The whole. You know, they messed up the whole Dorn, uh, you know, setup. And that was one of the first early, uh, you know, uh, stuff that they messed up in, in one of the early seasons that were, when the show was still actually okay. That was another um, meme. They showed Tyrion the, like, hand of the king. They showed Horder the, like, legs of the king. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's, uh, well, let's be low. Like, one thing I do want to be a little careful of here, like, I understand that there's been a certain amount of disappointment to the season. 
I, I, I get it. I wasn't particularly disappointed just because what they did, I think, made sense to the to the degree of like what they were trying to finish. Um, so I kind of see where the problems were for them trying to write an ending for this thing. Yeah. And, well, but what I will say is like, like, you know, leading up to the season, it was like, I mean, I think there was a little bit of a little bit of disappointment in season seven, too. But seasons one through six were all fucking fantastic oh, let's yeah. not forget yeah. that we had six seasons of incredible television out of game of thrones and yeah. you know like i'm not going to throw that away just because i just because I was, I was not quite you know super thrilled with the last season but yeah it even, well, even what, season seven was good look, look, look so just just talking about this this very last episode there's just a few things that i noticed and obviously the internet did too uh, but uh, one of them was the whole council, right? You know what I mean? Uh, Jon Snow kills Danny, And obviously, you know, first of all, the fucking dragon melts the, you know, Iron Throne, and then grabs her body and then flies away. Yeah. So when the Unsullied come in, they go, where the fuck is Daenerys? I mean, why? After Jon literally just stabbed the person that he promised that would he would be bend the knee and will always worship, she was his queen, couldn't he already dishonored himself? Why couldn't he just tell a little white lie and just say, you know what? She went out for cigarettes. She said she'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, but this um, is John we're he, talking about here. I mean, even this when, is John. So yeah, he obviously like, confessed. Yeah, obviously. I mean, just, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's just so just earlier in that same episode, you see this tension that got built up with Grey Worm about him just executing Lannisters. And this whole speech that Grey Worm did about like, well, they decided to, you know, fight my queen and whoever fights my queen is deserves to die or whatever. I forget what the exact line is, but more or less something like that. You be telling me that this same fucking dude that just told John off to say, sorry, I'm going to execute these people no matter what the fuck you say, is literally we're going to walk in on Jon Snow who just murdered his queen and just go, you know what? I'm throwing you into a jail cell and we're going to take care of this in a trial to yeah. make sure that we do this the right way. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a little weird because like they leave that they leave that whole part just up to imagination. Like we don't know entirely what happened. Like John could have walked out of there, gone to his northern because his north the, the entire northern army was still there as well. So it's not like he was alone. So I. Uh, you know, it's like we don't know what happened and they left it really up to the imagination, which was probably a bad call. Like they probably should have just shown how that happened. Like, yeah, well, I mean, they did mention that he was a, a, a capture uh, for the Unsullied. Like the yeah, Unsullied yeah. did capture him. Yeah. So they were holding him prisoner yeah. along with Tyrion. Yeah. And then but, so you have that. So that was my first gripe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so there, there's there's definitely some issues there. I no. will say, though, uh, I will say my favorite part of the whole final episode, though, was uh, was probably Edmure showing yes that nah, was like funny. like just like because i'm sitting there thinking about this so like we're watching the episode and it's like all like it's this big wrap-up episode of all just the major storylines right and then they all of a sudden they have this scene where they're like making this incredibly huge decision that's like going to affect the future of the entire kingdom and of all the motherfuckers to show back up that i had just almost forgotten even existed mm-hmm. it's for freaking edmure <laughs> like, is that the yeah. uncle or it's is the that... uncle yeah yeah the uncle yeah the uncle who like the the, the blundering uncle who married yeah. a wall of a fray and, <laughs> and didn't get murdered so, at the red wedding. yeah somehow didn't get murdered at the red wedding so my second gripe my second gripe is that whole council scene which was 
it was cool in the beginning, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and all that stuff. And then you're talking about, well, what are we going to do with, you know, this guy, he's a prisoner. And then what are we going to do with Jon Snow? And then just all of a sudden, everybody forgets about Jon Snow. You yeah. know, we, we, we forget that Tyrion literally committed treason and, you know, also ended up getting Varys killed because he said that John, John, you know, Aegon Targaryen should be, is the rightful heir. We talk about Sansa literally getting the secret out because she's like, no, he's a rightful heir and Daenerys needs to go. And we now have all of these stuff, this stuff have Bronn, by the way, or Bran, I always mispronounce it, sorry. Bran. Bran is talking about how he shouldn't be king of the north because he's not the rightful heir because he's the the fucking three-eyed raven now yeah. so he's above that but all of a sudden king of the fucking six kingdoms is okay well and then brands well brands probably sitting there like he probably that's i mean he probably planned this whole goddamn thing from the beginning that's <laughs> what i'm saying like what if he's the actual fucking villain was there another no, threat of things travis has been saying that shit all week <laughs> so here's another thing yara if you don't remember went with theon to daenerys and asked for independence to help her battle and win westeros yeah so she was a fucking independent state already planned ahead all of a sudden she's like you're on like well you killed my queen and blah 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 and then all of a sudden she sees sansa go you know what sorry i feel okay i'm totally okay with you being the king brand but the north is independent and then yara just goes okay no problem we'll just be ruled <laughs> yeah. again yeah like that was a little that's weird. completely okay yeah you know it just there were so many there was just little attention to detail of things that just happened not too long ago yeah you know what i mean like these are things that are like instilled in fans that have watched the show have re-watched the show especially because there was a, what a, a year and a half gap so mm -hmm. you're a, a lot of these people including myself rewatched the entire series leading up to this yeah I did. so everything was still there everything was still fresh then for them to just go everything that you know or everything that you saw and all that stuff all of it doesn't matter we're just like if you watch season eight standalone, it would make more sense than if you literally got like a, a synopsis and yeah. then watch season eight, it would make more sense than watching it alongside of seasons one through seven. Yeah. That's how it felt like. It did not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. I also thought it was kind of weird that it's like we're gonna banish John to the to the wall and then the unsullied are gonna leave completely to and enforce that banish how? Well, and also in order to enforce it, they'd have to go through a sovereign kingdom to enforce it because the North is a sovereign kingdom now too. So it's like, and then nobody in the North is going to enforce it. Like he can wander around and do whatever the fuck he wants. So <laughs> it was and what's like, the fucking point of the Night's Watch now? <laughs> well, they're, they're, well, I think Tyrion said it. Like there's always a, there, there always needs to be a place for for the bastards and the bastards you know, and broken things. Yeah, broken things or whatever. So. So like I, I kind of understand the like it's like okay keep the night watch around it's an institution you know it's a place for these people to go that we can send them as a punishment. And, oh, and by the way, Mister Honorable also said, "Nah, it's okay," and he just went north of the wall to go live with the wildlings. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't like he even fulfilled his promise, anyways. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he went north. Whatever. I mean, it it. At that point, it didn't even matter. It's like okay, so he's he's gone. He's he's gonna go live in the north where where he belongs and hang no, out that, with Tormund and those two words drink pretty much sum up this season to me right there. Like the 
two words that best describe this entire season is didn't matter. Yeah. It's like, it didn't who matter. kills the Night King? Does it really matter? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Like, how what does was the whole on? point? Doesn't really matter. What, what was the whole like point for who gets to be king? Doesn't matter. At the end, we're just gonna throw a dart and give it to a random guy. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the other thing too. That like with the show Game of Thrones has been like you know, it's a show that's that's just kind of in so many ways giving the finger to the fans like over the years. And it's it, it, yeah, but it did in a shocking way. And this one, yeah. like you weren't even surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's well, subverting expectations just for the sake yeah. of it, yeah. and that's the problem. Is that it, towards the end. They wanted to make sure that you went, oh my God, but not in a good way like it was before. Not the Oberyn literally is winning a fight and then gets his head, you know, yeah. fucking crushed. Yeah, or, they're or, the, or, I, the, I or was, the red I wedding. I was less shocked or, by Danny dying than Igrid dying. When Igrid died, like that was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that was preventable, inevitable, terrible. You felt bad. Like Danny, you're like, yeah, I saw that even foreshadowing that for like four episodes. Yeah. Like, then it finally yeah. happened and we all walk away. Cool. Good. Yeah. Exactly. To think of it as one of the most major characters to the story. And and the thing is, a lot of, you know, everybody's saying that bit foreshadowing, that bit foreshadowing. Foreshadowing doesn't excuse shitty writing. Yeah. Because you can foreshadow it. And you're talking about the 10% of Danny's character development has been about her possibly having a short fuse. But the other 90% was completely about a different person and a different sort of story arc you know what i mean and it just doesn't i don't care about this foreshadowing it's not really foreshadowing if you say well 10 percent of the time she literally was a raging bitch she was going to destroy the world you know what i mean no that's mm-hmm. <laughs> not what that's not what the character that they they told us a story about for six seasons yeah you can't just turn the switch and then do it at the end you have to show a slow and steady downfall you know what I mean? And it just, it was all rushed and it didn't, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And I, 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 I seriously think it really just came down to this season seven and eight needed needing to be the normal 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I think they, they crammed too much into too few episodes. And even though they made the episodes longer, that doesn't really help because those longer episodes were just filled with more action. So it, it didn't really give them, it's not like it gave them that extra time really to do the, to the, the kind of plot and character development that they needed to do. So they they should have just done a 10 up 10 episode seasons. Th- this whole idea that they would be able to wrap it up in those short seasons like that just doesn't make didn't it didn't make sense to me when they announced it and it certainly didn't make sense to me after they finished it. <laughs> so um but anyhow, Game of Thrones. That's not, you know, the 8th season of uh Game of Thrones still better than the 8th season of Firefly. So <laughs> and that's why I'm gonna leave it, but kids. Uh, that's cold blooded, bro. <laughs> that is cold blooded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, folks. Deal with that. <laughs>